We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. It is Thursday morning, and it is time for another episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall, and joined by, as always, for these morning shows, Scott Kennedy out there in Atlanta. Scott, how you doing today? Happy Thursday. Happy pre-Friday, Friday Junior. Uh, we're almost there. Yeah, and you got football on the, on the night, and the kids are off from their sports. It feels like a weekend. So, uh, you know, it, it, the, the, I always thought Thursdays, Thursday night started the weekend anyway. Friday was just kind of coast, coast days anyway. Well, when I was in college, the weekend never really stopped, but um, that's neither here nor there. And that was an anger management reference, I think I heard from the Goose Fraba. Yep. So, yeah. Didn't particularly like that movie, but I remember that part. It was, uh, it was fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, welcome in, everybody. It's good to see you. The... Scott and I are going to have another show before the Broncos kick off on Mm -hmm. Monday night as well. So this won't be our full-fledged breakdown and reaction to the football week that was. Uh, But alas, we did this yesterday on Scott's channel, uh, breaking down the grades of the positional groups going through. And uh, we kind of, we could compare our grades to the, to an article, but Scott and I are just going to kind of do it on our own. And you guys in the chat, we're going to, because of, you know, chatting is so amazing in here we're going to ask you guys as well your grades and flash those on the screen when we get to each positional group as we go along but talking about flashing on the screen let's say hello to some people in the chat we got jeremy sean in the house saying good morning boys good to see you jeremy as always us dave saying i want to go to the game anyone got an extra ticket uh what t- game and ticket you talking about the chargers game us dave are you out there in los angeles uh i can't imagine it'd be too hard uh, to get tickets to the Chargers game. We had a very nice Charger fan come in yesterday and give us a super chat and, you know, cordially talk. I always love talking with other fans as long as their goal isn't just, you know, fifth grade education level crap talking. That's great. Um, but uh, you could probably find a ticket because the Chargers are not the most ravenous, expansive uh, fan base out there. And it looks like a beautiful stadium, too. I mean, that's a little small stadium, gorgeous. I mean, I, I can't imagine not being able to find a ticket, but hopefully somebody can find one for you. Hit us up on Twitter. I, I, I'll retweet you with my with my massive five thousand follower reach. Um, Resale market says uh, tickets as low as forty one dollars. Okay, well, on uh, looking at ESPN, so you should be able to get that. Should come down from there. Yeah. Hashtag go to the game, US Dave. We also got Blade Bliss <laughs> coming in here. I don't recognize this name, um, but uh, welcome in Blade Bliss. Happy Thursday morning to you. 
I do recognize Damon Rattler. Now, the question for Diamond coming in this morning is, is he a twice a day at the gym kind of guy? Is he building his schedule for lifting around the Mile High Huddle live stream schedule? Uh, let us know if you're back at the gym, Diamond, or if you're just right now, you're getting that protein in, you know, that way, uh, working on your, your uh, smoothies out there. Damn I it. seem to have a lot of rest days built into my routine. That's that's what winter is for. Winter is bulking season, and then uh, the summertime, I you know hiking twenty miles a weekend. Uh, Bama X, good morning, Broncos country. Good to you, Bama X man. I am Scott. You, I know you kind of buried your hardcore college fandom a while ago, but I am jonesing for this Tennessee Alabama game on Saturday. Uh, if if the smoke doesn't clear up, then I'm gonna be sitting in front of the couch. Don't bother me. Um, Alabama Tennessee is on, and uh, I'm not cheering for either team. But uh, Tennessee being interesting, I think, is a lot better for college football. I've always enjoyed Tennessee being somewhat good. Well, and it's strange. For as long as a rivalry that is, it doesn't seem like in my lifetime, for the most part, those teams have been good at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 uh, you know, maybe some in the 80s, but in the 90s, Tennessee was good. And, but the, the, the game in the 90s was Tennessee-Florida. Mm. Um, you know, Alabama had, had some moments, but the game really was 10. And then after the 2000, in the two thousands, uh, you know, there was a little bit of a lull there with, uh, with Shula and DeBose and all these guys and, you know, Alabama fell off until they got it right and went and got Nick Saban. And during the Nick Saban era, which is as impressive an era in college football for my money as there's ever been considering the limitations and scholarships TV for everyone, what he's done, I think is as impressive as anything that's ever been done in college football. Yeah. Um, Tennessee's fallen off, you know, the last 15 years. So having them both good at the same time will be, it should be, should be fun. And, and maybe they can, can sustain it for a little while. It won't just be a, a, a flash in the pan for Tennessee and they can, are they back? Is Tennessee back? And I think it's number 5,000 at Vol Navy. It's, it's a good time up there. I've, it's one of my favorite stadiums to go to. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool stadium. Love the checkered end zone. And, uh, also, what, God, what was it? We have Michigan Penn State this week as well with another undefeated matchup. So pretty good in the Big Ten. And Iowa is kicking off against the bye week. We'll see how many punts they have versus the bye week. Um, we got Dom in the house. Good to see you, Dom. Uh, good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos country. Broncos need to stop the run against the Chargers. Score points on offense. Let's have that mile high magic. Uh, ha- have you had a chance to go back and watch this Chargers Browns game? Uh, no, I yeah. haven't watched it. Just looking at the box score is something I brought up right away that Dom does. You know, Austin Eckler yeah. with 175 yards, and you know, um, the Browns' defense isn't exactly you know the dogs in the end zone right now. But still, you you rush for 200 yards against an NFL team, you're doing something right. Um, and they did; they broke 200 pretty easily. I'm curious to see what their other rushing totals have been so far this season just because it seems like such an outlier. Yeah, against the Houston Texans, which wasn't super impressed with uh, their run defense specifically. Their defense was better than uh, I, think we, I thought going in. But Austin Eckler, 13 carries for twenty uh, for 60 yards. Not great. Two touchdowns, which is good, but I don't think... That, you know, four and a half, almost five a carry. Yeah, but it's not like 200 yards. It's yeah. not like, oh my God, we're playing this the Philadelphia Eagles running rushing attack right now. Uh, the Chargers have also played was the Raiders. Let's, let's see what the box score was for the Raiders as well. Um, Chargers Raiders on, I think that was week one. You had Austin. That up. Kathy, thanks for noticing. This is still just the remnants of the fall yuck I get. Um, so I'm like, 
my voice is about four octaves lower today. So it'll change. Um, no singing in the car for me. I end up in a coughing fit. So that's hard for me. As soon as I hear the music in the car, I have to start singing. But yeah, my, uh, my I, I feel okay. I feel okay, but my voice is still a little, uh, a little off, just a, a little bit of congestion. But thanks for asking. Scott, I'll carry the load. Oh, speaking of which, I got a cough. <laughs> now I gave it to Nick. <laughs> Those uh, internet viruses, you know how they work. Uh, Jeremy Bale's in the house. Sup, guys? Good to see you. Um, Dave says he's in Arizona, so not hard. Yeah, not hard at all. And Jeremy Bale says he'll be there. That's awesome. Uh, Sunny Day saying good morning, everyone. Good to see you, Sunny Days. Edward coming in. Hey, guys. Morning, Broncos country. Awesome to see you. Dom says, I listen to you guys every morning while I'm at work. What's with... Uh, What's with for Saturday, Nick Kendall? Hoping to do a hike, but uh, we'll see what the smoke says. Um, my cousin's supposed to visit next. Gets here Thursday night, and wouldn't you know it, we have a massive uh, ping on the weather system where we might have the open torrential rains coming Friday as soon as he gets here. So, uh, <laughs> uh, classic Seattle. Um, I'm. It's like, oh, we don't. We need rain. We need rain. Not that much rain. I'm worried about landslides now with all the fire damage and whatnot, and the roots being torn up in the loose soil. But we'll see. Yeah, Jesse West Coast Tim- doesn't handle weather very well. So, no. Oh, it's too dry. Fire. Oh, it's too rain. Mudslides. It's yeah. just, you know, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> Hold well, on for dear life. <laughs> yeah. Windstorms. Santa Ana winds. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's weather. You know, don't, don't talk to me about the South not being able to handle two inches of ice. I've seen what happens to L.A. when it rains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, from Iowa, you know, Iowa is the only place you'll see somebody going 85 through a blizzard on the interstate where you can't see anything. It's. It's wild. Uh, Jesse coming in here saying, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Good to see you, Jesse. Yeah, appreciate the stars getting us kicked off with some stars, Jesse. Thank you very okay. much, my friend. Thank you so much, Jesse. We appreciate that. Tim Durr, good morning, fellas. What's up, Broncos country? Not too much. Peter Middleton, one of our consistent star givers and supporter of the show. Hello from Cambodia. Good to see you. Uh, we got uh, Jesse kicking us off with the grades here saying, uh, Russ gets an F. I believe Perna is right that part of why Russ gets so much hate is because he doesn't know how to turn it off. The fact that other players aren't coming to his defense says a lot. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I thought Marshawn Lynch kind of came to his defense a little bit. I don't know if you saw the Marshawn Lynch, uh, what's the name of the corner, Richard Sherman uh, podcast the other day. Uh, where Marshawn Lynch has said, you know, like, I kind of feel bad people are planning on him so much. Uh, I'd love to reach out to him, but I don't want to go through his people to talk to him. It's just, it feels like Russ has built this, like, really insulated uh, ecosystem. And I don't know if that's a pre or post Sierra thing, uh, but it's part of the reason that a lot of people are not as in on him. It's this, this corny kind of inauthentic uh face uh that people get from him i'm not saying that he actually is that way because i don't know the dude but um that probably turns some people off so we'll see i mean i i'm betting on russ to turn it around he's not going to look this bad uh continue to look this bad but uh people are going to continue to hate because they've decided and it's a classic media too they want to punch you down punch you down and then once you figure it out oh my god look at how much he overcame we love him now i mean tom brady aaron Rodgers. it's it's the media and gosh kind of a human experience as well to punch somebody down and when when they're below when they're at their lowest pull them back up we were with you the whole time buddy well in the old phrase you know they like to you know you live long enough to become the villain mm. you know it, it's yeah. just it happens right <clears throat> you know who's the villain this week tom brady tom brady's a the villain there isn't anybody coming to tom brady's defense no. uh for that roughing the passer except for you know fervent tampa bay buccaneers fans um you know that it's just it, it's fairly natural now yeah. You and I have discussed off camera some of the criticism that Russ gets. Um, you know, corny is code for something else in my book that I'm not going to get into publicly. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, it's it's unfortunate, but I mean, in the end, uh, play on the field is what's going to sway a lot of people in Broncos country. And I, I think the best is definitely yet to come with Russ in Denver. Uh, Keishi Shiguki TV. Uh, coming in saying, hey, Scott, if they simplify the offense with Russ and reshuffle the offensive line, do you think the unit can improve? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. You get it back into some quick passing game. Um, I'd like to see some more stuff under center. Uh, a, a running, you know, a, a little bit more. If I'm under center, I want to run the ball more, and then I want to work play action off the run. And I don't want to see play action on third and nine or, or more. Um, you know, I, I saw one of those in a game. I see when I see play action on on third in a passing situation, it drives me bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not. You can hand it off. I'm going for your quarterback. <laughs> That's an easy read. Uh, someone else will clean him up before he gets a first down. I'm not biting on the play action. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the quick passing game for sure. Um, a little bit better protection, holding the point of attack a little bit better, so that the defensive linemen aren't in your lap on the snap when you set your back foot. But yeah, I still think there's a lo- there's obviously a lot of a room for improvement. Yeah, hundred percent. Can they improve? Yes, I I truly believe they this. It's got nowhere to go but up. Frankly, I mean, so they've got to improve. They they have to. They can't get worse. Really, they can't. You say that, but then I'm I, I do, but they really can't. It's uh, they're second. 
second worst in scoring right now, and they just lost to the worst. Yeah. Again, you say that, but I'm a bitter Hawkeye fan over here where the Hawkeyes finished like 127th in offense last season. And guess where they're at this season? 131 out of 131. Um, so <laughs> you can uh, get worse. And if the injuries continue, I mean, it really could. But uh, it's not going to get worse. I think it's, that's a good not. bet, but I'm afraid it's, to talk. In. I mean, we're talking probability here. It's yeah. not going to get worse on offense. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm just chicken shit to start talking absolutes um, because I, know, so I feel like I every know, time I do that, I, I it, the universe is like, you know what, Nick, blur this out. So it's uh, let's not do that. Um, but <laughs> it has to get I think it will it will get better. Odds of it getting better are probably 95 out of 100, uh, where 4 percent is it stays the same. One percent, it gets worse. Uh, well, Andrew see, Lamb, I'm talking about not, you know, overall, I'm talking about just from this last game. You I oh, feel like, yes, hit bottom. Yes. In this in this last game. And, you know, and the thing is, is all right, 250 yards passing and 125 yards rushing. That doesn't sound that bad. You know, that's not that bad. But where are you getting your yards? And again, I, I look at it, you know, the quarterback hits. Um, you are hit eight times, sacked seven, four times. Um, it's just and it, it's just when it matters, it's so discombobulated, discombobulated. Um, it was this game on both sides. It was, oh, it's starting long. Well, let's just go sack the quarterback. You know, forget all these schemes and simulated pressures, all that type of stuff. Let's just keep it simple. Let's just go sack the quarterback. That worked. Um, you know, both lines were so bad in this game that yeah. it's got to get better. It just, it has to. I hope so. And Andrew Lampy coming in saying, here comes the three point game. Thanks, Scott. Hey, man, we still have we're still waiting for that two to zero game. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's not <laughs> rule that. I watched Mississippi State and Auburn go three to two in a game one time, and uh, it was a hell of a lot more entertaining than that last 12 to nine game that set NFL football back a decade. Not even a decade. Mm-hmm. That was just that was just horrendous. What an awful display on yeah. both sides. I felt bad. For the quarterbacks, it's like, you know, the narrative is that these guys are old and washed. It's hard to tell. You know, Matt Ryan was knocked down 12 times. Uh, Russell Wilson was knocked down. What did I just say? Eight or nine, you know, sacked five. It was the running game was not. It was just bad. Just all around bad. And there's some good defenses there. Indianapolis has some talent on defense. Denver has some talent on defense. Mm -hmm. So by default, it should get easier against the Chargers. You'd hope so. Uh, got Thomas Holt coming in. Good morning to you, Thomas. Jesse. Oh, we got Jesse already for this. the Stars. Thank you so much, Jesse. Andrew Lampy. good morning to you. Chad Montana coming in saying, Eckler is going to be an issue. If Keenan Allen is out, is PS2 on him, even if Allen is coming back from injury? I think you put Patrick Sertan on Mike Williams, uh, ideally, and because Keenan Allen's still going to be dealing with the hamstring, and Mike, Al- Mike Williams is more of a big play threat than Keenan Allen is. So you let them matriculate the ball down the field with Keenan Allen, a little bit extra coverage to protect him, you know, rolling over there. But I think you see Patrick Sertan on uh, Mike Williams there. And as far as Eckler being an issue, maybe I'm more concerned about the Broncos lack of execution because of Josie Jewell being out uh, than I am actual chargers offensive line slash Eckler combination. I know he was good last week, but I'm telling you that Browns defense is warm butter and the other teams are a knife, you know, just slice right through. Yeah, and, and Chase coming in said, you promised we would at least not be boring. I did. I did. I said, uh, you know, you, you would see a more attack-minded 
offense. I still think you're seeing more deep shots taken, just not connected. Um, but on the flip side, on the other side of the ball, you're absolutely seeing a more attack-minded defense. Um, it, it just, I, 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 I'm with you on this. Uh, you know, I, I remember the things I say. I, uh, and I say a lot of stuff that's going to be wrong. I got a Twitter troll coming after me the other day about something I didn't say. I'm like, dude, you can find enough things I'm going to be wrong about. Just I'll own, I'll own up to it. No problem. But, you know, like this one. And, you know, for, for I didn't say it was boring. It was bad. <laughs> the offense wasn't it was too bad to be boring. It was one of those like, I can't look away. Is, is it really this bad? Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It's got to get better, though. It, 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 it has to improve. And I know, Chase, I know you're just joking. Yeah, I heard yakety sacks uh, playing in the background <laughs> last week um, for the Broncos Colts game and then continue to play for the Iowa versus Illinois. Justin May coming in saying thoughts on trading for Christian McCaffrey. How would he fit in this offense? I would like Christian McCaffrey here, uh, but the issue is he's an older running back who has played what, like six games over the last 24 or something with a big contract and the Broncos laugh, lack draft capital. Uh, the combination of that just makes it seem like it's not a good pairing uh, for Denver. Would he be a good fit in this offense? I actually think he would be a fine fit in this offense, given how much the Broncos are targeting the running back in the pass game right now. Russ is almost targeting the running back. I think I looked at the data it was almost twice as much as the league average uh, for running back targets through the season so far. So I don't think he'd be the worst fit uh, by any means. Maybe you can actually run a little bit better from the shotgun uh, with him there as well. But the issue is you will have what five picks next year. None of them are before the third round and you're going to be paying a good size contract to him. So if Christian McCaffrey's ever in Denver, I think it's probably, let's say he gets traded to the bills and then the bills have to pay offensive line because their offensive line is horrible uh, right now. It's probably their biggest weakness right now. Oh, Josh Allen, he can just survive. going to get him Cam Newton at some point with the offensive line though. So then the bills release uh, Christian McCaffrey because they have zero dead cap because there's no uh, guaranteed money on the contract after they trade for him. Uh, then I could see the Broncos making a move for him uh, coming back to Denver and whatnot, but the trade right now with their limited capital, it just doesn't seem like a very prudent uh, move. His contract in a trade wouldn't be bad for the team trading for him um, because everybody finagles the salary cap through signing bonuses. So the dead cap would be prohibitive for the uh, – they, they'd have to take on $20 million in salary this year to, to unload Christian McCaffrey. Not going to happen. What I mean by that is they've got a – he's got a $27 million dead cap hit but only an $8 million cap hit right now. So it, you actually go up. You, you lose $20 million by getting rid of him. Um, next year, his base, which is what you'd be on the hook for if you took all of it, is only 11 or so, which is a lot for a running back, but not that cost prohibitive. That All that said, he's injured a lot, and he's a luxury player for this team that can't afford luxuries right now. Um, I, I've got, I could come up with $11 million in my running back room. I've got five and a half to six sitting with Mike Boone and, um, and Melvin Gordon. A healthy Christian McCaffrey, I'd rather have him and a practice squad guy than those two, without a doubt. Is he healthy for one? That's a big question. And two, as Nick just said, and I'll try and keep it short, I'm not trading for him. I, I can't afford, I've got too many other things I need to do. I can I can fix one of my offensive line spots with a third round pick. I, I, it, do you think I could get him for a third? Even if I could... I could get some serious help on my interior line with a third round pick next year. I can't, 
it's I don't have enough I don't have enough picks to be able to send one for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Or another wide receiver or a tight end or a linebacker cornerback cornerback third round corner right now hit and miss but yeah uh ryan slavic coming in saying good morning everyone i really hope we win this game we desperately need it is definitely going to be close game though uh for sure at least i hope so i think it will be a close game ryan peter middleton coming in on the broncos clever for signing two long snappers to the practice squad i wonder if they'll start a trend as team specialists like long snapper just to practice squad to push them up on game day I don't think that's going to be a trend. I think it's the Broncos, like two guys and probably not enough of a sample size. So they're going to continue to get eyes on both of those guys and eventually whittle it down to one. Uh, but for now, keep be like you both. This is considered your second round of auditions. Yeah. And, and you get, you get three elevations before you either have to release or, um, or sign them to the 53. So if you have two, you could do that for six weeks. Kind of like what mm-hmm. you're saying. You could, True. you could keep them and stash them, but they don't cost anything. They're, yeah. they're they're they don't cost anything that if you find the guy you like you keep him for a decade yeah uh miguel sant steven good morning fellas do you think that russ gets back to his roots and trying to and trying to be manning i don't know what's going to happen with russ going forward the offensive line has been struggling he's been struggling uh, he needs to get jerry judy and hamler involved when they are open uh but it, back to his roots i don't think the russ of 2022 is going to look like the russ of 2017 uh, or 2015, but running around making crazy plays out of structure as much. I don't think that's as in his wheelhouse anymore. I just don't think he's got the the wheels. So he's he does have to learn how to be more efficient in the pocket with the quick game. It's not there right now, but hopefully more time in the system, uh, more chemistry working with uh, Hackett with the essentially the mini buy uh, this week. Start to make some inroads on improving those aspects of the field. Want to say hello to Kayleon Green. Yo, good to see you, Kayleon. And we got a super. Coming in from Elliot D, $5, saying good day, morning, <laughs> good morning, uh, from Page, Arizona. <laughs> I took my family to their second Broncos game last Thursday. I think we jinxed them. I should pick the Broncos to win this weekend. Uh, should I pick the Broncos to win this weekend? I don't think you jinxed them, Elliot. Uh, that's that's People like to put that on me, so just keep casting on me. Just say that I was there in spirit for all the losses people this year. People say that week one was enough that this jinx is still carrying over for you, Nick. You've cursed it the whole freaking season. It might be. Um, that's, uh, <laughs> very true. Um, but, uh, damn, man, what a, what an unfortunate game that was. Broncos have had a chance to win all these games, but they've also had a chance to lose every game they've won so far. Mm-hmm. So squarely in the middle, uh, a lot of correctable stuff they can get right. Uh, but it's, uh, definitely been tough so far. Albert Knoppers, sup y'all. Good to see you. We got Memphis own hurt coming in here saying good morning, Broncos country. Good to see you. Michael Ronquillo. Happy belated birthday. Michael it was Michael's birthday yesterday. I think he turned 40 years old, which is a big mm-hmm. one there. So. Happy birthday to Young Michael stuff. Ronquillo. Yeah, that's uh <laughs> four zero, buddy. Good, good for you. Um, my, Michael Kerr coming in offensive line is doggy doggy treats. I mean, treats might be nice. My dog would so the, the offensive line is incredible. My dog summit would be all about that. Um we have a uh, minor trained, <clears throat> you know, they train you one with a positive reinforcement. All it takes is one time for it to become a habit. So I am met at when I get off the shows on in the evenings. I am met at the top of the stairs by all kinds of fur balls because they know it's post show treat time. They hear me coming up the stairs. They come running. I'm like, all right, let's go. Come on. So it's uh, the doggy treats are a good thing, but I yeah. did. I actually smile. I think that was a funny description. Yeah, dog dog food. I heard that one before. Uh, I grew up in East Iowa near a uh, couple of cities had Purina plants by them and. That's there was when one dog- here in Georgia too. It uh, in Hapeville, just south of Atlanta, it smelled a little funky. Not driving great. by it. Yeah, not not great. 
Facebook user, good morning, gents. Do you think Russell's struggles are because of the new system and new play caller? I think it's a combination of that, and he's just not playing great right now. Maybe too much. Uh, I'm not saying that he's not working hard, but you know, just a lot of distractions and things going on. Maybe making more of it than just the football game. So hopefully, he'll get it figured out here and start playing a little better. Toyin coming in. Good morning. Good afternoon, Broncos country. Been a while since I've been able to watch live. Good to see you, Toyin. Yeah, always great to see you. See you, Toyin. And Benjamin Flores coming in saying, howdy, folks. You guys are awesome. and My favorite dudes to listen to on all things Broncos. That's so nice of you to say. Uh, we really do appreciate you. Um, Keishiguki TV uh, comes in saying, if you guys can retain three offensive blind players off this team to rebuild, who are you and Nick going to pick? Going to retain three. This is tough because um, you're taking on the contracts as well uh, of these guys. So obviously Quinn Miners is one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I guess just for average or above average run blocking with or above average pass blocking with below average run blocking. If you can get him back for the same contract he's on right now, I guess Dalton Reisner, that doesn't make me feel great, but I think you can do far worse there. If he's like your fourth or fifth uh, best offensive lineman um, right now, he's probably your second best, which is not great. And uh, then I guess the next one would be Luke Wattenberg because you spent a, you traded up a fifth round pick to go get him. You still have four years left of really cheap cost control. Uh, so those are the three right now. But the offensive line definitely needs some uh, overturning overhaul going on forward. And I mean, I'd, Bowles I'd, is probably your best offensive lineman, but the contract. So. Yeah, okay. 18 is, is a lot. <clears throat> 18 is a lot, but it's not too much for a, a quality left tackle. Um, yeah. If he's coming back and he gets some help again. The stuff I've seen that Garrett Bowles gives up for sacks have been on the, the ones I've specifically focused on. I've seen maybe two or three have been coverage sacks. They, it, it's been held onto the ball too long. And Reisner has been so bad, you know, in my opinion, for two years now that it hurts the guys next to him as well. You know, you go Bowles, then you go, I'm getting beat, I'm getting beat, I'm getting beat, I'm okay. It's across yeah. the offensive line, and I'm I'm sticking with Bowles. I'm not, yeah. you know, knowing knowing what what do you get back? You know, what could I get as a replacement if I were to if I were to move on from Bowles next year? I'd get uh, dead cap number eight million. Say, oh, there it is, dead cap. I'm picking up ten million dollars in salary cap room with eight and dead. I could I could I upgrade for ten? You know, and 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 still pay the eighteen, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, but I, I think I think you gotta you gotta keep bowls next year of this bunch. Yeah. One thing I will say in going back and talking with some people who really watch the Broncos trenches uh in the defense of Reisner is that it looks like schematically they trust Graham Glasgow and Lloyd Cushenberry so little that Reisner is very often being put in one-on-one situations, no matter the matchup where a lot of times if you have more competency on the interior offensive line, you can kind of rotate uh, the double teams on that unit uh, in order to take out the best player. But uh, they, it looks like they trust Lloyd Cushenberry so little uh, and also um, pass protection mobility of uh, Graham Glasgow that Reisner is getting a, a lot of one-on-ones leading to more hard-to-win uh, matchups. Now, he's not winning them at a high rate. Uh, don't and, get me wrong. and for me, Nick, it's not even winning them. It's at least just slowing them down you know holding your point of attack i'm not even saying okay i want to see a push i want to see you knock them back three yards yeah i'm tired of seeing these guys go backwards yeah 
Yep. You know, it's it's hard to run. We talk about this. It's like, okay, I'm going to run a stretch playoff left tackle. Well, when your defensive tackle gets a push three yards in, that doesn't become a stretch play anymore. No. It becomes a sweep. Okay. The, the entire blocking scheme, everything that the other guys on the outside of that that are supposed to do has now been rendered moot. It, they're, they're blocking into the, an area now. Instead of pushing a guy wide, you know, or, or, you know, cracking down or whatever, now I'm pushing him right into where the running back has to go because the middle of the, the offensive line's been blown up. All right. I'm not going to harp on offensive line until we get to OL grades. And let's get into the grades, but I want to say hello to Kevin Gray first. Morning, Broncos country, Nick and Scott. Well, I will. I let the hype get to me no matter what. There is a team. They are my team. Broncos fan for life since 68. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Not going away. We're not going anywhere either. We got Brandon Warlick coming in saying, let's go Bolts. Let's go. No injuries. <laughs> I think we can all let's find common ground here. This is, you know, opposite of the political spectrum coming in. Let's both agree. No injuries coming out of this game and uh, we'll call it good. Uh, Dion Green coming in saying, I appreciate the, rest- the restraint, but this has been unacceptable or trash because it was supposed to be different this year. Russ is not going to pay off too early to say it's not going to pay off. The early returns are poor, but luckily you are what? 5% into the contract. Uh, not great. No doubt. You are married to him for the next three seasons. Uh, for three sure. After this one, three after this one. Yeah. Yep. And it's a four uh, that's year deal. So you got, you got to have, you're going to have time to try to figure it out and build the roster specifically around Russell Wilson. Uh, the thing that makes it so tough is that the chargers and the chiefs have quarterbacks who are, you know, pretty darn special, uh, unfortunately, but the Broncos, you know, they have a chance to get it right. I would not be giving up yet. Uh, by any means it's going to get better with the uh, Russell Wilson passing attack. And also it wasn't horrific, uh, in my opinion, before this Colts game. Now, was it great? No, the third downs in the red zone were need to be worked on, but that's some stuff that I think there was definitely meat on the bone there. It wasn't until this Colts game where it was like, oh my God, what the bleep is this that we're watching? Maybe you can blame that on that uh, lat injury that he suffered. And maybe also the second half of the Raiders game where they went to like run, 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 and it was not effective, trying to limp their way to a victory that they are are in the game where they were not able to uh, hang on. Well, and Nick, we say it's a, a, a four-year deal, uh, but in the fifth year, it's still a $30 million dead cap hit. Um, it's just that the cap hit goes up to $59 million, You know, so you're saving $30 million if you move on, which to me make, makes you expendable at that point. You just have to take a pretty good-sized cap hit. Um, but if you do that across two seasons, it's 15 a year, and that's not that bad, assuming you do everything else okay. So, yeah, you are uh, you're definitely... The, like you said, the early returns have not been good, but they are early returns. We talk about all of this newness, and I think in the excitement for the personnel, we've glossed over that too much. Um, new, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, when's the last time he called plays, and how good was he at the time? And if we're going to talk with a little bit of hindsight, I've said from the get-go, hiring an offensive coordinator as your head coach from an Uber quarterback that doesn't pan out all the time. I mean, it seems like Josh McDaniels, Charlie Weiss, those are my two big ones as far as, you know, okay, they were offensive coordinators for the New England Patriots. Tom Brady is the offense for the New England Patriots, not those guys. Um, they have failed miserably. Nathaniel Hackett's not even calling his own plays in Green Bay, and he's got Aaron Rodgers. That worries me. That worried me a little bit, Nick. That just, That's one of the few. That's, that's one of the – we didn't – didn't – Dampen it enough. Maybe didn't talk about it enough, but that was a concern. Yeah. And it's going to, it might take a little time. 
Yep. Absolutely. And uh, was Adam Gase one of those guys too? Is that where he came from? As Bam X comes in, was he a Patriots guy? Yeah. I uh, know Adam Gase was a maybe a Carolina guy. Came in with John Fox, and then Peyton Manning uh, prom- propped him up, and he got a job at uh, Miami, and obviously mm-hmm. was way over his head. Then maybe the Jets coach as well there for a bit. So uh, yeah, he look- was. I'm just wondering what was his tree coming up. You know, I I worry a little bit about the guys that are can be propped up by Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, that was that was definitely him. That was definitely Adam Gase. Um. <laughs> So let's get into the grades here. Uh, we're going to start off here. Would you rather start like right at the top with the conversation of quarterback? Or would you rather go the opposite end, saving quarterback as the uh, the final act? Uh, we can go. We can go offense first, and then work our way to defense. It'll be more fun to finish with the defense. That's true. That's true. Are the we'll we'll sandwich special teams in between there. Um, so uh, we got uh, first up quarterback grade. Scott, I'm going to give you the floor first because I feel like last time you let me get the the uh, the first one and then showed me the grades. So. Luckily, there's no grades to show on this one. But uh, what are you thinking as far as? Oh, we got Cristiano coming in, big supporter last night. Morning, guys, running late, but love the deep analysis. We love you, Cristiano. Hope you're doing well. Tim Durr also in the house. Always said it's difficult for first-time head coaches to call their own plays. Absolutely. But talking about the quarterback here, we're grading the units. Russell Wilson, the only quarterback so far. Uh, before you give me the final grade, do you somewhat curve? the grade because of the injury and the newness, or is it just, uh, is that not something you're going to consider? Well, what, one of the things that I've said, it's impossible not to consider is your expectations going in, Yeah, you know, which I will try. And that's, that's a bias when you're coming in. Um, what I tried, try not to do, but it's impossible is let that influence what I see on the field right now. Uh, relative to expectations has been an F overall. It's been C he's been okay. He's had his moments where he's been good, where he's been, he's been, but you didn't, you didn't trade for him to get a C level quarterback. You've had C level quarterback play of that's not why you made this trade. And the fact that you gave up everything to get what I've always had, what I've been having hurts. That's why it feels like such a failure, but as to this point, again, five games, but his actual play, you know, the numbers, the movement of the ball, all of that stuff has been a C it's been okay. It hasn't been terrible. It hasn't been. There's been moments where it's been terrible. There's been moments where it's been really good. See. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, man. Luckily with this one, we can kind of give some a uh, little bit more grades. Cause last time I was very boxed in A, B, C, D, E, or no E, grade E, A, B, C, D, F. Why do we skip E? So weird. Um, But I'd probably give the quarterback position a C minus to D plus so far. Uh, I think. Just again, it comes in with expectation, but he's not played well. I mean, his stats right now, his advanced stats, like put him down there with Baker Mayfield and Justin Fields and Justin Fields. At least you have the the running threat. Now it's not always going to be this bad, but it was bad. And that Colts game was as bad of a quarterback game we've seen in Denver for a bit. I mean, the turnovers were unbelievable, missing throws, decision makings, missing guys. Uh, it was it was really bad. Now it was one game. It was the worst of the season, no doubt. And you have eleven games now further from that injury, further from that stinker uh, to improve. But I'm going to have to give them, I'll just go C minus not to be totally uh, horrible, but he's been a below average starting caliber quarterback. I think overall through the first five games, not totally his fault, but uh, the output is the output. When you're getting paid a $245 million contract, uh, you're, you're expected to overcome the excuses. And uh, that has not been the case so far, unfortunately. 
Um, let's see. What do you guys think? What is your grade for Russell Wilson so far? Let us know. Brad, Brad saying I give him an E. I give him that E. Yeah. Yeah. E for you know, I, I see, you know, Jeremy said I could rough a, a C minus. He's shown moments of being clutch, but clearly is underperformed. And again, relative to expectations, relative to the trade, you know, if I'm, I'm, if I'm grading the trade at this point, it's an F. It's a, it's a big fat F. And there's not yeah. all Fs are created equal where, you know, a 69 was an F for me in high school. Um, we're not talking about a 69%. We're talking I'm coming into midterms with a 30. And I've got a long way to get up to F to get to, you know, where I can get to the D. So that's that's where, you know, I, I feel. And as Diamond says, you know, Wilson's a, a, an F based on expectations and, and based on the cost it was to acquire. That's that's a big part of it, which sets which helps sets the expectations. But as far yeah. as his actual play on the field in a vacuum, he's been okay. He's He's been okay. Unsatisfactory, I think is a good way to do it. To needs, meets, exceed. We're on needs right now, unfortunately. And Jamal Killian's coming in saying, good morning. I would rather have drafted a quarterback than traded picks for one. The issue was that last year's quarterback crop was a stinky pile uh, as far as using a top 10 pick on yeah. a guy. Now, if you wanted to go, let's say who was picked right after the, or picked with that Broncos pick. Was it, Char- I think it was Charles Cross. You know, you get a tackle in there, although right. Charles Cross is more left tackle than right tackle, but you get uh, somebody like that in there. You maybe you take a Jordan Davis to really you know amp up the long term of the defensive line. One of the seventy wide receivers that went. Yeah, I mean, are you taking a wide receiver going into the season with with that top ten pick? With no, I, I probably would have liked Jordan for this team. I probably would have liked Jordan Davis at the time. Um, I don't think had DJ Jones already signed. Yes, um, probably had, but yep. DJ Still. Jones, Jordan Davis, Draymond Jones. Whew. Yeah, that's a three, four. I can get excited about anyway. you could have put you could have put Scott Knight linebacker and we probably would have been OK. <laughs> Just not getting touched ever. But, I'm but no in hindsight, without a doubt, there's there's yeah. no question that you'd rather have those picks back because the the, the early return on the trade has been have, have been so poor. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt, Jamal. Yeah. And if you had, you know, two second round picks and two third round picks, you could have gotten. Desmond Ritter, uh, maybe. And then some fans would be screaming for him, just like they were screaming for Drew Locke. You know, what Jalen Hurts is doing right now as a non first round pick at quarterback is an aberration we see maybe once every five, six years uh, in the recent trend. Uh, the only like non first round picks at quarterback that have been hit hits this, this past decade have been like Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, and I guess now Jalen Hurts as well. Um, but, uh, you know, you take that guy as a swing, a uh, calculated risk. And if he's a good backup on a cheap contract, that's just fine. Um, but that's probably in hindsight right now, what you'd consider, but is what it is. But a uh, good morning to you. And let's see what everybody else says. We don't, I think have any other grades coming. A lot of F's. So uh, Broncos definitely got to get better there. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to give them an, S- an F though. I'm going to give them a C minus. Um, and uh, Kathy Schmidt saying his best game so far was the Seattle game. And that was an L2. Yeah, two fumbles on the inches to go is unfrickin' believable. But uh, God, don't don't make me relive that, Kathy. Well, he's, um, the, he's throwing more than he ever has. Yeah, you know, I mean, you talk about attempts so far. Let Russ cook: 42, 31, 33, 25 against Vegas, and then thirty nine in an overtime game against the Colts. You know, so the fact that it's not being it's again, it hasn't yeah. been good. It, it has not been good. And at, here, I'm, I'm just saying what Brad says. It's all a hot mess. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's been a somewhat of a steaming pile. Um, now we'll move on to running backs. 
I'm going to give the running backs a B, B minus. I think they've been fine. The fact that they've been utilized in the past game has been okay. Losing Javante Williams is very much a stomp to the groin, uh, not just a kick, but a stomp. Um, maybe give him a B minus two because the fumbles with Melvin Gordon drag them down. Uh, I think Scott's going to give him a Melvin C. Gordon. Yeah. Your fumbles from running backs cost you at least one game. Maybe probably two. two. And yeah, it wasn't probably just two. Melvin Gordon. So okay, I'm going to give best, him a C. The best I yeah. can come out of this with the running backs when I include the turnovers is a C. Yep. The best. Yeah, they uh, the fumbles are a big one. You cannot mm-hmm. have that when you're operating with this small of margins because your offense is just in a not... small sample size. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're talking five games and turnovers that could have cost you two. You're hoping that doesn't happen twice in a season, yeah. let alone in the first four games of the year. Yep. So yeah, C. We'll give him a C as well. And we got Tullian coming in here saying, if someone would have told you six months ago the trade would look this bad by October, would you have believed him? No. No. <laughs> I would not have no. believed him. And I'm not going to grade it in hindsight. I liked the trade at the time. Um, I liked the trade for both teams at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've said from the get-go that I thought Seattle did really, really well to you you move a want away 33-year-old quarterback with two years left on his deal and get that return. That was a great deal. There are folks here in Atlanta that were very, very jealous of what the Seattle Seahawks did with Russell Wilson. And then when they were able to get, when they traded Matt Ryan for a third round pick, jealousy turned to anger. They were pissed. They were pissed that they just got a third round pick for Matt Ryan, you know, hoping to get something more along the lines of, uh, you know, even half of what the Seahawks got would have been a, a big improvement over a third round pick. Their second third round pick at that. It wasn't even their their higher third round pick. It was their second third round pick. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, running back C minus. Running back room is a D. GVU is a B plus. Melvin Gordon F. Boone C. And I think Michael Kerr gave a C to uh, Russell Wilson here. And Jeremy Sean gave the running backs a C as well. Williams was struggling with his vision. Mm-hmm. My God, the fumbles they lost at Seattle game. Maybe lost you the uh, Raiders game as well. Dom coming in B minus. Need to be better in the pass. And Diamond Rattler giving the running backs a C. Wombat, C minus. Michael Kerr giving them a, a C, uh, B minus, E. <laughs> e for effort for Gordon and a C plus for Boone. Well, now we're going to move on to the uh, tight end position. This is one that I feel comfortable giving a fat F. Uh, there's just, <laughs> there's nobody there. Um, they've struggled. Alberto Cuevanom can't block. The other ones can't catch. Uh, there's no real dynamic ability there. And we haven't seen Dulcich yet. So uh, this is probably the worst tight end room in football. Uh Probably if you had Tim Patrick and a healthier offensive line out there, you might be able to get away with it. But um, with how I'm honestly shocked how much they've been targeting the tight ends in this offense, given how little talent they have in the room. But uh, I'm going to give them an F. I think that's fair. I mean, if you if you look at uh, the eye test is is okay. I haven't seen them do anything positive. I haven't necessarily watched them to see if they're a negative in the pass blocking, you know, or run blocking like. That's why you have Tomlinson and Saubert in there is to help, you know, bring that up. But then, you know, then I look at the grades from PFF run blocking Saubert 60.4 pass blocking 45.1. I go down to Okawebenom and pass blocking 29.8. Um, Tomlinson was 51 on blocking there, you know, according to their grades out of 68 tight ends, you're talking 47, 56 and 59. Yeah, the, the, the tight ends are an F. Tight ends are an F, and I've I've said it a few times. You're missing Noah Fant more than you thought you would. Just a nice, dependable seventy catch receiver. 
in this offense. You're missing him. And maybe you get some of that back here coming soon with, with Dulcich. Maybe. Um, you hope so, at least. Uh, but yeah, tight ends can't catch, can't block, can't get in their toes in. Yeah, it's been it's been bad for the tight end position. Uh, typically, I'd be... Other you know, than that, like, though. God, yeah, it's... Uh, I feel like because of how bad the tight end room has been, uh, Dulcich is coming in, where if he even does anything, it's going to be like, oh my God, my sweet child, we bless you, we love you. Like, just makes one catch and makes one guy miss in the open field or runs around. I mean, nobody else is doing that. The bar has been set so low. Yeah. That again, how could it get worse? How could Dulcich be worse just yep. by, you know, if he's out there and he becomes a dependable receiver who can get three catches a game, that is infinitely, exponentially better than what you've been getting. That's a good thing. Yep. 100%. And Jay coming in. Hello, Jay says, I'm thinking about applying to a graduate program for biology, Nick. That's awesome, Jay. I mean, that's a biology is a very broad spectrum. So I can't give you any advice on the overall umbrella of biology i will say if you can work in some sort of data informatics in there as well you're going to be find yourself with a job market opportunities because a lot of the even biology these days is computer statistics data software based um but uh that's awesome man that's really, really good to hear i i loved biology I had a couple of really great teachers in that and some of my favorite classes growing up uh moving forward wide receiver i'm going to give the wide receivers a a b I think Cortland Sutton's doing a lot right now. I think I've been I've been harsh on Jerry Judy rightfully so. I think this Colts game though was Jerry, I I'm sorry, buddy. I've been really tough on you. Maybe you could have made a crazy diving catch for that one in the corner of the end zone, but you're getting open. Uh, I think they should have gotten the ball in Hamler too. Uh so I'm gonna give them a B. Maybe I'm giving them a little bit of bump because I can't give the offense straight DCs and Fs. Um so the wide receivers I'm gonna get I'm I just refuse. So I'm gonna give them a B. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the wide receivers, from what we've seen, are doing their jobs for the most part. Again, there's too many drops. There's too many drops of, across tight the ends, board. Tight ends, though, have been a lot it's of It's not. Drops. It's everybody. Yeah. Sutton's had a drop. Judy's had a drop. Everybody's dropping the damn ball. Not to Williams, yeah. Except Hamler, because he hasn't been targeted. But Hamler has come back and getting open, doing his job. Um, Sutton has been great. Uh, Judy's been okay. So, you know, if I'm going, like, B+, plus, C+, plus, incomplete that comes out to about a B I'm okay with that Whew, thank God and now the offensive line I'm gonna give the offensive line a D um I don't think they are as crazy you know yakety sacks incompetent to be an F it's not like what we saw last week uh with Matt Ryan and the Colts that's what an F offensive line looks like Broncos are bad they're not that bad so I'm gonna give them a D I'm okay my initial thought I mean my gut reaction on offensive line is F it's just F. It's like, okay, they're able to do some things, but when it matters, they're a liability. When it's third and long or second and short, they are a liability. And that's no way to sustain any kind of offense. I'm, I'm going to stick with my gut reaction on this. Overall, the offensive line has been an F. Yeah. It has been an F. I've been harping on it for three weeks. Not going to back out of it now. Yeah, I do want to say that I think maybe they're they're bad. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not just giving with that. I think the the matchup that you saw in person was probably about as bad of a matchup as you could possibly go up against. And that probably left a pretty big impact. Um, just seeing them getting their ass absolutely handed to them. Pardon me for saying that word. But it's, it's right up the gut. You know, yeah. I mean, Cushenberry, Glasgow, Reisner is the unholy trinity right now. They're just yeah. bad. You know, yeah. so if Fleming's been okay, Bowles has been okay. But it's a unit. 
And one failing grade on a on a on an offensive unit can fail the entire scheme. And you got three liabilities out there. It's been bad. Yeah. And I used to be of the opinion that on the offensive line, I'd rather be below average in the run blocking aspect and then, you know, average or better in pass blocking. I maybe am starting to get a little flipped on that early on because if you are positive in the run game, it forces teams to change their structure, their defense and their personnel. And then I think the play action is more respected when you actually are efficient in the run game. So right now the Broncos, because they can't run the ball for any success, uh, think the 31st EPA per play rushing attack, uh, their third and seven constantly play action is off the table when that happens. And you don't have any of those easy kill shots on like second and one second and two. So it's, it's been, it's been poor, but it's been the run blocking specifically that has been disappointing for me. I want you to think about it though. It's from, from a scouting perspective, not necessarily from a scheme. Okay. Can you pass block? Because especially up the middle, we're not talking about the dexterity and agility of a tackle who's out wide, you Mm -hmm. know, that those are, in a sense, those are finesse players. You know, those Dancing are bears. Yeah, they're they're finesse players a little bit wide. Inside, if I am getting if I can't run block, it means I'm I'm lacking strength, I'm lacking power, I'm lacking a push. So when those same guys tee off on me on third and long, how am I I don't I I already have proven I can't move them when I'm going forward. Yeah. What's happening when they when they tee off? So the fact that they can't pass block is is that one of your first indicators is they because they they can't run block. They're they're weak. I don't want to yeah. say that, but they're they're last year we I said it a zillion times. Bullied. They get bullied in the trenches. It's the same guys. Yeah. They're still getting bullied in the trenches. F. As a unit, this line is an F. They're worse than last year, too, with the same guys. So that's some questions need to be drawn there. Kathy coming in saying, what are the grades possible for a German girl here? A, B, C, D, E, question mark, F. I was just naming the grades really fast, and then my brain went into automatic mode saying the ABC. So I threw in an E. (laughs) There is no E. We're just joking. They're just teasing me because of how silly that sounds. Um, We also got Diamond Rattler with some news here saying, uh, Daniel Schneider reportedly believes he has enough dirt on NFL owners and Roger Goodell to blow up the league. That sounds like a rat in the corner uh, to me, if anything, saying that obviously there's some dirty Makes stuff. I wonder with- why he's been around so long, though. True. Yeah, I'm sure there is some stuff, but uh, <laughs> what did, uh, I, I didn't post it, but I also saw a comment in there. I was like, oh, you know, the the, the, the owners are contemplating a simple a, a simple solution. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're going to freaking whack his ass. That's yeah. a simple solution. I come up with about a combined hundred billion dollars of revenue. You think I can't disappear a dude, even one like Daniel Snyder? Yeah. Good Lord. Go to the back anyway. of Walmart. That'll be your last time. Uh, special teams, real quick. We'll just do overarching special teams. I'll give them a, a C plus. I think they've been good. McManus missing some field goals is frustrating. I think Waitman has been okay. And I think the coverage units have been better than we've seen in years. And Montreal Washington's probably the best punt returner we've seen in years. So I'm bordering on a C plus B minus the kick kickers themselves, I think have been average at best, which is a little bit of a disappointment that uh, bad snap as well. in that Raiders game drops them a bit. You can't have those in uh, the long snapper, Bobemeyer, you know, IR. So hopefully they'll get better, but he was actually pretty poor uh, this season. A couple of bad snaps. So I'm going to give them a C plus. I was, I was, I'm much happier with this. I, I think uh, I'm gone B plus on mm. special teams overall. I think uh, Washington has been really good in the punt return game. Um, the coverage, I think, for the most part, has been okay. And your your special teams won you 
with in combination with your defense won you the game against uh against the san francisco 49ers yeah. you know, talking about games i was at and leaving a lasting impression i mean the guys up there hitting chip shots you know yeah. looked like he was on a, a, a on a professional tour just knocking them onto the green and, and practice uh dropping them down in there so i I've, I've been pleased with special teams on the whole yep i think that they were pretty bad in the texans game missed field goals and that block kicks B minus C plus. It's just right around. They're they're definitely better than they have been. The Broncos had been F's uh, pretty consistently on special teams the last couple of years. Maybe D's because uh, McManus is fine. Um, but uh, overall, they've been fine. And also, this might be me being fine. my standard of special teams. Fine, one time. Don't uh, don't say. How do I look? You look fine. Oh man, that was thirty years ago, and I'm still smarting from that one. Yeah. Uh, fine. My expectations too. My Barbie pretty <laughs> might be pretty high because I watch. Iowa special teams, which is like special uh, out there. It's one reason they can win games with 131st ranked offense yeah, out of 131 teams is their punt units are incredible. You know, uh, as Tim says, it's, you know, relative to expectations again. They've been bad for so long that they're the most improved. Yeah, I, I just, I see Washington. I mean, Washington's averaging, you know, 15, 16 yards of return on punts. You know, he's yeah. he's top three or four in the league. Um He's been, you know, that's that's huge yardage. And then to be able to pin your guy in, you're you're inside the 20, inside the 10 punts. The punting game, I think, has been an A for the most part. And that, that, that's where it comes in. Everything else has been fine. It's been yeah. fine. But I think the, the punt return and the punt coverage units have been really good for the most part. And it makes the offensive ineptitude that much more frustrating. Defense is playing mm-hmm. great. We're going to get to the grades here in a second. Special teams is fine, and the offense is still not capitalizing and putting up points despite, you know, advantageous situations. Not great, um, but interior defensive line. Now, I'm going to give the interior defensive line a B. I think DJ Jones has been really good. I think Draymond Jones has been good this season. Not really good, but good. Um, and after that, it's question marks. Mike Purcell, he had the really good game against the 49ers. Got dinged up last week. Has been fine. Deshaun Williams, uh, we were harping on him early. Haven't really noticed him in a positive or a negative way since then, so I guess that's good. I know Matt Hennington has started to get more snaps as well, uh, but I'm going to give the interior defensive line a B. Uh, mainly because DJ Jones and Draymond have been very good. It's funny. You know, and I, I talked with Eric and you about this a little bit, how I, I think the guys doing the grades for the Falcons on PFF are really, really good. Whoever's doing it, the guys and the men and women are doing it. I, I thought they've been really good. You look at the DL grades for uh, on PFF for uh, the Denver Broncos. Draymond Jones, 92nd out of 121. DJ Jones, 47th out of 121. Mike Purcell, 19th out of 121. And Deshaun Williams, 94 out of 121. If I'm looking at those grades, I'm saying it's a big F. Uh, That's not what I see. And when, you know, one of my notes, we came on here and said, I said, you know, DJ Jones, he's a menace. And I look at the grade, and it was like a 30. He was the worst graded defensive player out there. So, Again, I'm going with my my gut on this one, what I see, and I think the interior line has been really good. Uh, they're getting penetration. Anything you get as far as negative plays from a 3-4 defensive line is gravy. Mm-hmm. It's just it's gravy. Those your edge guys are for that. Your linebackers are they're they're basically hold up two blockers and flow around them. And DJ Jones and has been living in the offensive backfield and Draymond Jones has played well. And then uh, Deshaun Williams has been okay, so I'm I'm B plus on the interior DL. Yeah, that's a B plus is good. And uh, moving on now, the edge rushers. I'm going to give the edge rushers a big 
outstanding a you know sprinkle some glitter on it big old smiley face stickers you know rainbow stickers whatever you want edge rushers have been awesome bradley chubb in my opinion so far this year has been the broncos second best player um, was he at five and a half sacks he's been amazing in the run game teams have tried to like crack block him or you know pulling guard and he's blown them up met them up with leverage uh, and power at the point of attack uh his pressure rates could be a little bit better, but I think the Broncos are putting much more onus on him in the run game and his gap discipline than they are the edge rusher opposite him, whether that be Benito Browning Gregory, who have a much cleaner path uh, and assignment to the quarterback in potential run or pass plays. You know, the ones that are not could go either way. Uh, so I'm going to give the edge rushers an a Browning. Browning was incredible last week. Don't expect that continue. He looks like Von Miller Colts. Yeah, offensive tackles with that knockdowns the game. No, <laughs> yeah, he had six. He had yeah. six. He hit. He hit Matt Ryan six times. Yep, that's uh, a month. But, yeah, well, the edge. I mean, God, they were. Uh, they've been incredible so far this season. Rombat's given them an A minus. Um, I just, I can't imagine what more could you want from them. They could jump on, I guess, a few more of the forced fumbles they've had. They've created, but the Broncos have created two times as much forced fumbles this season than any other team in football. Hopefully, showing that uh, that luck will turn around at some point, but. Uh, Unfortunately, they have not uh, probably win one more game if they could jump on one of those fumbles or heck scoop and score even give them more. But that's that's going above and beyond. That's like extra credit for the grading of them. So I'm going to give them a solid A. Yeah, I'm, I'm an A on that, too. I've said that that Chubb and uh, and Gregory were making game changing plays, mm -hmm. two of them each basically a game. So you're getting four game changing plays out of your out of those edge guys. Um, losing Gregory for a little while hurts, no pun intended. But Browning, you know, can come in and if he can keep playing at this a similar level to what he's been doing, you're you're just fine. And, and let's see some Jonathan Cooper, you know, see as, as he's getting healthy, uh, should help with that rotation as well. Yeah, 100%. Uh, moving edge, Jeremy Sean giving the edges an A. You guys let us know what you're thinking here as far as the uh, the edge rushers. A from Kathy saying A because even the backups are really good. Yeah, Benito had a good game too. Um, call it as it is. I mean, they didn't really target him in the run game, which was helpful, uh, but uh, he was fine. in his role. there on second and one either. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, okay. Now we're on to the linebackers. I'm going to give the linebackers a C minus D plus uh, Jonas Griffith has been poor so far this season. And that's, he's probably the one that I'm most worried about when you talk about stopping the run this upcoming game. I think Alex Singleton was fine. Uh, they were not great in the Seattle game, you know, leaking out coverage versus tight ends. They were not great against the Raiders, really good against the 49ers. I think fine against the Colts. I mean, not really any big, back-breaking runs there or misplay, uh, misplays. So I'm going to give them a C-. minus. Uh, they're eh, not really a difference maker out there, uh, When especially when Jewel is already banged up again. If you want to grade them on the negative curve, saying, oh, Jewel's already hurt again, missed multiple times, I'd be okay if you wanted to argue D. But uh, I'm not – I don't think they've been that horrific outside of the, the Raiders game specifically and uh, some of the coverage in the Seahawks game. Uh, I think that's a good grade. C, C minus on that. Um, it, it goes back to, you know, should it have been addressed a little bit more in the draft and free agency? I know Chad, you know, shout out to Ethan who, who isn't here today. Uh, at least maybe he's listening, but isn't, hasn't been live in the chat, um, you know, with Chad Muma. So I decided to look up Chad Muma here real quick. And to be fair, Jacksonville spent a ton of money on, uh, on their inside linebackers, but he hasn't been playing a ton. I think he's got, uh, 12 snaps, 21 snaps or so, has one assist so far this year. So how much would Muma have helped immediately? It still needs to be addressed, but I think you can get immediate help at linebacker with some investment. 
Yeah, it's definitely a position where they could use somebody else. This you talk about a position where it'd be easy to fix throwing a mid round draft pick or like a medium contract to get yeah, in there. Three million, four million dollar. You know, that, yeah. that's a lot of money for an inside linebacker. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I mean, if Jewel could be healthy, I think you'd not be worrying about this, but just can't can't stay healthy. It's getting to that point where it's like this is this third injury in a one year timeline. Not great. Um, so you have to start to worry about that. Uh, with him so I'm going to give them a C minus uh, overall again if we're talking about like this being a syllabus or your end of the year grade linebacker is only like five percent of your overall grade on the team um, but moving on now co- cornerback this is a big one for me real, Go ahead, real quick Nick yeah I just said that that was a lot of money uh, upcoming free agents at inside linebacker there are just three making over four million dollars Anthony Walker 27 years old Devin Bush is at 4.7 24 years old and Levante David uh, older experience yeah. um, at, at really 30, good. he'll be 33 at 12 and a half. Yeah. So, you know, you can, you can, you can upgrade if you, if you decide to spend a little bit of money. Yeah. hundred uh, percent moving forward here, the cornerbacks, I'm going to grade them on what they have been so far this season uh, versus what they might be going forward because of injuries. Uh, I'm going to give them an a minus. Uh, why am I not giving them an a Turnovers have not really been there. Not the game-changing plays, which you want from your cornerback position. The Broncos' uh, interceptions so far this season have not come. Uh, hopefully that'll change, but uh, kind of hard to get them when you're not playing with the lead ever. And uh, the other thing is that how bad uh, Demari Mathis looked after Ronald Darby went out in the last game. So you have questions there. But, I mean, toss in Kwan Williams, Patrick Sertan. It's hard not to be impressed with them. So an A-minus uh, for me. Uh, for this uh, cornerback group overall. Yeah, I like that grade. Going to miss miss Darby. I mean, there's been some times where corners have given up some plays. They're going to. This is a passing league, for God's sakes. Um, it, every every rule change in the last 40 years has been to open up the passing game. Um, so, yeah, they've, uh, you know, Sertan's been everything you could possibly hope. We talk about the, the hype, you know, of the offseason. Patrick Sertan has lived up to it. And it's almost like, oh, yeah, well, we expected that. You've seen how it goes the other direction. When you don't, it feels what it feels like with Russell Wilson in your offense right now. To have it hit is Pat Sertan. And he he was a good player last year, talking about him being a possible all-pro. Right now, I think he's a shoe-in for first-team all-pro. And uh, and, and I've, I've been really happy with, again, I've talked about um, – Williams and his run defense when he's left out there on an edge by himself and having to take on a tight end who's pulling. Uh, I think he's been really, really tough uh, against a run, which it's, which, which you need when you're going to be out there in a nickel and dime half the time, you're going to need your, your slot corners to go in and be tough against a run. And he has been very happy with him. Yeah, absolutely. C minus or a minus from Wombat B from diamond Rattler, a minus from Jeremy Sean, uh, so yeah, pretty good um, overall. And now the, the safeties, I'm going to give the safeties a B plus. Uh, Caden Stearns has stepped up and been admirable out there, but some missed tackles, some miscommunication, and uh, again, lack of turnovers. I can't give them a very, I guess Stearns had two really good ones this last game, but uh, what I give them a B, I'm going to give them a B plus. I think they've been slightly worse uh, than the cornerback room, but they've been good. I haven't been quite as happy with them again. And I think, I think, uh, who who is it said here recently? So you're missing Simmons, missing uh, missing Simmons a lot. I, I I do. I think as many games as he's missed, 
I have seen a drop off in some of the bigger plays, uh, especially against the run. You're you're missing him, so um, I I think we're in the seas for me uh, mm-hmm. with the, some of the missed tackles, some of the missed assignments. Uh, that you're missing your Pro Bowl safety, uh, which is okay. So being at your C plus with an emergency starter in there, you know, will we see more more of Caden Stearns when we come, when when Simmons comes back than we did before Simmons went out? Maybe. Maybe I think he's earned some more time out there. Yeah, maybe indeed. Uh, we'll find out. Um, and that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, we appreciate you. Got um, sir, uh, S or B plus for Wombat there on the safeties. I think B plus B is probably where I'll go as well. And Facebook user coming in, Scott, about any comments for you? Let's go. The Broncos are better than the Falcons. I think the Falcons would probably, it'd be gone. I think it's a neutral field game. So the Broncos were horrible against the Colts, but I think that you still lean back into their norms from the season. Uh, so on a neutral field, maybe the Falcons minus one, maybe the Falcons 0.5 minus 0.5. Yeah, what was that? The Broncos, the Broncos defense are good enough to keep them in any game, yeah. but their offense isn't good enough to run away from anybody. Um, and the Falcons have played five, one score games so far. Um, they're getting a little banged up. They, they lost, uh, you know, when you lose Cordero Patterson and, and Kyle Pitts for a game, they don't have the depth of of talent at skill positions to lose either of those guys, let alone both of them. So uh, it'll be a tight game one way or another. Um, I trust Arthur Smith in a tight game more than I do Nathaniel Hackett. I'll tell you that. Um, I think Arthur Smith, he was seven and two last year, two and three this year. What's that come up to nine and five. He's nine and five and one score games with the Atlanta Falcons. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have Arthur Smith right now. Yeah, that's uh. Arthur Smith has been great. I um, want to give them a shout out on that one. He's been a great coach and I love what they're doing offensively. Also love Ethan coming in here saying he great here. show gents and Broncos country. I'll get an a plus. Yeah. There's the closer. We appreciate you. We are holding on for you. Um, and uh, finally we get a uh, savage boy coming in here. Grades in the coaching. Uh, I give the coaches a C. Evero's getting an a minus um, the special teams coach is probably getting a B plus. And then you have the offensive side getting a D minus D. Uh, so that overall averages out to about a C, C plus. I think that's fair. You know, there's, we want to talk about Hackett, but at the same time, we want to talk about, you know, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams fumbling them on the goal line. Russell Wilson missing a wide open KJ Hamler that would have won the game. Okay. Well, that's not on Hackett. Um, you know, maybe Melvin Gordon getting the ball on the one is, but you, you know what I mean on this? So the, the offense as a whole, is a D minus, which unfortunately goes right to Nathaniel Hackett because he's the offensive coordinator. He was brought in to be the offensive coach of this team. That's why he's there. That's why he didn't go for a defensive guy. And the offense is failing uh, for the most part. That that's that's at his feet. But is it all because of him? I just reeled off a couple of reasons why the answer to that is no. Yeah. Um, you know, this team could could be five and zero. Oh, it could be zero oh and five in the small margins on this, mm-hmm. um, you know, hold on to the ball against the, it was against the, against the Raiders game changer, take the ball into the end zone against the Seahawks. All right. Now you're sitting at four and one, um, you know, there's, so I can't say F for Nathaniel Hackett in the offense, but I think a D is okay on that. And then Evero uh, I'm, I'd go a there and then Dwayne Stukes uh, B plus a on special teams. So, you know, overall, I think, the coaching staff sounds kind of nuts, but there's three phases to this game. But overall, the coaching staff, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. 
Yep, I agree. Got to get it better, though. Uh, no doubt. So, guys, we're at an hour and eight minutes. We got to get on out of here. We got to start our Thursday here. We appreciate everyone coming in and joining us. Thanks for all the support. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at BFB underscore pod, as well as at my high huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And as the ticker says underneath, please subscribe, like, and share if you are joining us on YouTube today. Um, Shout out to the comment section. Really appreciated you guys. I know the Broncos have been rough to watch and sometimes that leads to some hurt feelings and uh, name calling in the chat. But I thought today's chat was very business cordial, you know, still obviously cheering for this team. Um, But, uh, not really getting into each other with, uh, you know, just hurt feelings. So appreciate you guys. And uh, shout out to Ethan coming in with the $50 coming in there at the end. We appreciate you. Pounds. Uh, pounds. Even better. This uh, is not better? that much difference, but yeah. Actually. Pounds. <laughs> but, but yeah, thank you. Good good to see you again, Ethan. Hope things are well. And it's Thursday, so that means I head for London in two weeks. Two weeks. I'm, I'm getting on getting on the plane and heading that direction. Coming up. That'll be great. Well, we appreciate you guys. Make sure you have a great rest of your day. Choose kindness and choose compassion. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.